Keeper. I'm your host, Dracula Duke. I'm your other host, Jaden Cron, and today we're going to be talking about the 2011 film Melancholia. Sorry, Jaden. I think you mean a film. The 2011 film. motion picture Melancholia, directed by Lars von Trier. I don't know if I'm. Yeah. I think that's what you mean. Yeah. I'm so, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with all you up front. I'm very I'm very uh-huh. out of it right now. I've been, I've spent the past week oh, no. staring at my computer screen editing. So what are you leveling with me about? I'm not here right now. But melancholia is so. Have I lost you, Jaden? Oh. I I oh. oh. Did I lose? I you? was gone for half a second. Also, we have we're having Discord issues, and I'm probably not gonna edit them out. So yeah. Welcome to the most listenable episode of He's a Keeper. Mm-hmm. What were so, you gonna level with me about? Oh, <laughs> I'm very out of it. I've been editing twelve hours a day for the past like three or four days. So okay, yeah. I don't remember much of this movie. I watched it last night. Mm. I just watched it. Yeah, so like, well, so get ready to pick up some slack. Oh boy, here we go, sailors rise and shine. It be, <laughs> it be Monday, it be Sunday, when this gets uploaded. Um, so this movie stars uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yep. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland and a bunch yep. of other people. It's got John Hurt. John Hurt's in here and Stellan Skarsgårds. Oh yeah, Skarsgårds. We got we got the Skarsgårds. We've got both of them. We got Alexander and Stalin. You gotta guard um, against those scars. Yep. Uh, those are really the only actors I. I mean, which is still, you know, a fair amount for a film. There's a child actor in this movie. There sure is. And so, um, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland is the wife. No, Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> is the husband of Kirsten Dunst's <laughs> sister. I like how that's... It this is this is the angle we need to keep, take more often. Even if Kiefer's just a tertiary character, we have to start by explaining the movie through the lens of Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's a second... He's a main... Yeah, he's, he's a main pretty character, important. But he's not the main character. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. In any other context, that's a wild way to start describing this movie. Very true. Um, so he is, he's kind of there. He, I think he owns this like country club that's really bougie in like. 18 golf course holes. Yeah, I mean, most. But I, they make a big point about it, but. Uh, I, when we get to trivia, then, that's going to be very important. Okay. Um, 18. 18 golf course holes. And so. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, whose character's name is... I'm going to start referring to her by her character's name, but Kiefer will still be also, called Kiefer. Also a first for us. Uh, yeah, she's uh, Justine in this film. So Justine is getting married to Michael. And and Michael and them, they're getting... And so they're like... Dry, the, the movie opens with like this... I can't really remember how long it was, but it was it, I, it was nine it was minutes. pretty long. Nine, nine minutes. Okay, okay, oh, nine minutes. Just under nine. Yeah, so it's like nine minutes of these 
very artsy images that are very painting-like that are 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 to foreshadow uh, parts of the upcoming film. Yeah. So like, there's just you know what you're getting in for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you know, none of the rest of the movie is filmed like it. Yeah. Um, Much the opposite, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Because the rest of the movie is is anyway it's very different so yeah you get scenes of justine you know standing around with all these birds dying around her or like you know there's occasional things that do end up showing up in the film um there's you know one of her with like lightning coming out of her fingertips kind of like one of those plasma balls that they'd always you know that science uh museums are littered with um you know there's her and a kid in the woods Anyways, so then it, it cuts to to Justine and her her fiance slash husband at this point, Michael, and they're in a limo and they're like trying to drive to their own wedding, but the limo driver just does not how to understand how to use these country roads to take him home to the place where he's from, so they just kind of have to sit there not and one at all, <laughs> huh? You know, they take you home to the place you're from. Yeah. To the place. Not where you where belong. I'm from. I feel like he switches it up. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't, now now you now I'm now, see now that you interrupted me, I'm fighting so hard not to go into a tangent about that song. And I won't. I know so I they I end up driving to you know to the wedding and they're like late. And so Kiefer Sutherland is pissed because um his wife, is it is Claire? Claire. It's Claire. Claire, yeah. So Kiefer Sutherland's wife in this film, Claire, she's the wedding planner slash the sister of the bride. Anyway, everybody's angry. And so the kind of the first, is it the first, is it the first half of the movie? Yeah, well, it's because it's split into the two halves, one mm-hmm. titled Justine and then the other titled Claire. So the first half is very centric on Justine. I don't know why I'm explaining this. This is obviously they're centered on the just, just talk anyway so yeah so the first part justine is is about the wedding and there's like all these you know different little events that that you know it's very obvious that there's a dysfunctional family yeah. um that people are not there's not a lot of good will no. between people and it seems you know like the wedding guests are just there to be at a wedding. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Stellan Skarsgård plays the character Jack, who is uh, Justine's boss, and he really wants to get a uh, a tagline out of her for for an advertising campaign. Yeah, of course she she works in advertising because she she's in a movie. Yeah. Um, and so he just kind of gets this goon guy named Tim to follow her around half the night. And it's like, hey, what about that uh, that tagline? Anyway, Tim is important. He comes back later. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so th- basically things deteriorate over the course of the night. We can you know, yeah. talk more about specifics later. And she has a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people get angry at Justine uh, for, for having depression and for well, not. Well, because she, yeah, she keeps just going off. She like she like goes and has a bath when they're, they're going to do the cake cutting. Mm-hmm. She's just not okay. And she pees like, in a field okay? at one point. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. She did pee in the field. Even like, I was, uh, I'm glad you thought that that was what was happening because I was not entirely sure. Oh, I had the, I had the, um, with the subtitles on. Okay, I had, I turned this on later. Okay, no, at that point, like it literally says in brackets, urinating. So we gotta confirm, folks. Um, anyways, yeah. So basically, things fall apart. Um her husband leaves her because she won't uh have sex with him among other things he basically just feels very disconnected and yeah. uh leaves well well she leaves first yeah well she goes out for a, another walk and um, ends up having sex with Tim. Yeah, she ended up having sex with with Tim in the field. He's kind of standing there, and then she just like pushes him to the ground. And I was like, "Oh yeah, stomp his head in." And then she starts taking off her dress, and you're like, "Oh!" And you know, this is all from very far away as well. So it's it's kind of interesting well, she to watch. Doesn't this really event take unfold. off her dress. She just kind of she just well there yeah, so she, when she's got the full dress on. No, well she pulls it down a bit. Yeah, so you a can, bit. But like, so you, she's like effectively topless, but yeah. not bottomless. There's just the whole the whole kid and caboodle there. Just yeah. Out. Anyways, so that happens. Um, a bunch of people leave the party, and so then the next part of the movie is about uh, more directly about the incoming planet called Melancholia that is going to crash into the Earth. Or at least some people are anxious about it crashing into the earth and killing everybody. And Kiefer Sutherland has to keep saying, nah, man, we're, we're going to be fine. It's we all going to be good. sure it's fine. Yep. Our human scientists say that uh, that it's all good. Yeah, so basically uh, Melancholia is... Apparently there was an... This is spoiling a bit from trivia. Apparently there was another movie that came out the same year that had this exact same plot point. Basically there's a planet on the other side of the sun that we just mm-hmm. didn't know about. Um, so, and it's, and it's passing through the solar mm-hmm. system, uh, on a flyby and it already passed Mercury and Venus and didn't hit them. Just like the scientists said, like Kiefer keeps saying in the movie, um, and all the, most of the scientists are saying it's just going to pass by earth and it's going to look really cool. And mm-hmm. that's it. So he's really excited. Him and his son, Leo, which second piece of media that where Kiefer has, has had a son named Leo that we've watched. You'll remember in Designated Survivor, his teenage son was mm, Yes. So, now I remember. It's all coming together. It's, um, it's all starting to mesh. But, yeah, so they're just kind of... So they're just kind of building up to that event. The sun, mm-hmm. like, the sun's really excited about it because, you know, it's going gonna to get to stay up late and it's going to look all cool. Keith's mm-hmm. really excited about it because, you know, he's, he's a nerd. And Claire, who... so. Justine is anxiety, or is Justine is just depression, mm-hmm. and then Claire is anxiety. Mm-hmm. So she's very anxious about this, and she keeps like going on the internet and like looking up like fringe scientists saying, "Oh, it's gonna hit." So, yeah, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So then, it's basically about their relationship as uh, things. As tension increases, yeah, and eventually they, um, <clears throat> eventually they realize that the the meteorite is or the planet is going to crash into Earth, and they're going to die. And yeah. 
Uh, so uh, Kiefer immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately takes his own life upon learning this. Um, yeah, basically, so the, the flyby happens, but then mm-hmm. the next day, oh, it's coming back around for more. Yeah, yeah, and I think part of that was, uh, that's, like, even, like, shown in the movie, like, Justine, not Justine, Claire looks it up on the internet, um, on, like, this GeoCities-looking site. Actually, that that brings me to, I don't want to do this right now, but that brings me to a new segment called Zachary Misses the Entire Point. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good segment. All right. Hit me with it. So, yeah, yeah, it's about, like, depression and, like, you know family and whatever okay she when she she's on the internet she goes <laughs> to the search engine and it's clearly uh, it's not google it's whatever the hell uh-huh but then the search results include wikipedia articles and they say wikipedia yeah and then she prints something off and it's literally just the microsoft like print dialog box yeah what the hell <laughs> this has been Zachary completely misses the point Thank you, Zachary. Completely misses the point. Um, anyway, yeah. So she prints she prints off this image, and but Kiefer manages to catch her and make sure that she isn't. Oh, the pan the power goes out. That's what yeah. stops her from looking at that. And he's like, "Oh, we're gonna be okay." Uh, then they figure out they're not okay. Kiefer dies. Um, so then uh, Justine and Claire take Leo, and you know they try and. Uh, they try they, and uh, t- do something to hold on to their. They try to drive to drive to the village because that'll help. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think like so. Uh, Claire tries to drive to the village yeah. with Leo in like a little golf cart thing, and then does like does the car break down? The car doesn't start. Or not the car, the the golf. Oh, the golf cart. I don't. Because they get out. At I a don't point. remember. Okay. <laughs> like I said, folks. Brain anyway, so they um, it I think it breaks down. Long story short, they they can't pass this threshold of this bridge, which is like, you know, they've that's already been alluded to in the film when like they're riding on horses and they can't go over it. Anyways, so then they end up making like this little uh, fort out of sticks that uh, Justine calls the magic cave, and then they get crushed by the meteor. And the yeah. movie's over. And then the credits roll. One part we, we missed was that uh, just around an hour and a half into this movie, mm-hmm. Justine just is a psychic suddenly. She just knows everything. Well, I... It was... So basically, because she says to Claire, because Claire is trying to calm herself down and trying yeah. to convince herself that the planet won't hit. And Justine is just saying things like, you know... The human race doesn't matter. It'll be fine if, if when we get crushed. And she's like, what? Mm-hmm. Hmm? And then, <laughs> so she proves that she knows things she shouldn't be able to know because so at her wedding, in the in the first chapter, we see um, at the wedding, they had one of those things where it's like, oh, you put... The bean raffle. You put the, yeah, you put the beans in the jar and then you guess how many there's going to be at the end of the night. And we find out the number is like 647 <clears throat> or something. But Justine never heard it because she was, you know, she was dealing with all those things mm-hmm. but Claire did and she tells Claire this and it's just kind of <laughs> then she says that she knows that there's no aliens there's no other life in the universe 
Yeah. And that's about it for that. And listen, I, I'm, I am not going to... I definitely did not get this movie in the way that okay. it's intended to because I just... I did not like, put the energy into it. Yeah. But what the hell? I think for that? me, that was like... I think that scene had to do more with... Um, huh, okay, that obviously that um, Justine is, is basically so depressed at this point. She is so alone that like there is that she's absolutely convinced that there is no meaningful life. That's fair. In the entire universe. Um, and I think the bean thing had to do also with, because especially during the wedding, everybody kind of treats her, I don't know, kind of patronizes her or mm. is really gross and like they ogle her a lot and so they like they underestimate her and they don't really listen to what her needs are and so it was just kind of a haha like and it's especially important to like contrast it with what Michael her husband gave he just looked at it and said something like 2 million yeah dude literally said that there were 2 million beans in like this, like little, like you know, not not larger than like a flower vase. Well, I think that um, was more so just him trying to be like, oh, let's. This is not the time. We're already running late. Yeah. But I think that it's definitely like cause, you know, like he gives his speech of like you know, oh, I'm so lucky, mm-hmm. married a hot babe, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you think of this movie? I mean, I know you didn't. You said you didn't. Get it like you're supposed to. I don't Hold even on. think. Let's get I, into Kiefer first. Let's get into Kiefer. Okay. I love. I mean, Kiefer was great in this movie. Kiefer was was wonderful he was in this. Yeah. Highlights. He's just. Yeah. You know, he's he's just kind of. He's he's he's. We got Dad Kiefer, which mm-hmm. we all know is best Kiefer. We and and Kiefer. Yeah, and like gritty too. Like I don't know his voice. His voice was like yeah. slightly different in this one. It was like a little bit. I don't know deeper and. There's... More her. <laughs> I'm a dad. What are you doing here? You know, You're supposed to be here two two hours earlier. He's got some good moments in the Justine chapter where, like, he just shows up in in her room, like in the shadows, mm-hmm. just like, you know, how much money I spent on this this damn wedding. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? You better be happy because if you're not happy, then this is all a waste. All money, and you know, I have eighteen. Holes in my golf course, Justine. Do you know this? How many do I have? 18. 18. That was after she pees on the golf course, by the way. The golf course with how many holes? With 18 holes. Oh, okay. That one. Okay. Well, I mean, it had a couple more when they were, uh, when her and, and Tim were doing it on the golf course. Yeah. Nice. And it had even more when the, the planet crashed into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now let's get into whether or not we got this movie. Because, like I said, I definitely didn't. Also, I just yeah. don't care for for high art films. I'm I'm in film school. I know I'm supposed to, but I also don't care. There's so many moments where I'm just like, oh my god, how are we only an hour into this movie? I just want to be done. <laughs> That's fair. I really enjoy it. I kind of needed this as like a a, a palate cleanser film in a way of just kind of I don't know. There's a point where like. I'm just so tired. That's fair. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, these are some, like, 
I like the way that this movie looks, and even though it does use a lot of right. uh, wobbly, wobbly yeah. filming, I think this is one of the better examples of that. I think it's used in a good way, especially during the wedding. And then by the time the wedding's over, I wasn't even like noticing it anymore. Hold on, um, I've got to pull out my film dictionary to to look up uh, the definition of wobbly filming. Wobbly filming, okay. Yeah, shaky cam, <laughs> no. I guess. But like, like, no, I mean, I'm just being an ass. But yeah, 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 it's. I don't know. I think the thing that that bothers me more, not even just the shaky cam, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of jump cuts. And my question is, mm. if Lars von Trier can do it, why can't I? <laughs> this is a call out post for my executive producers and only them. Nice, good, glad to hear it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's points for the editing is comedic at times yeah and i think it's definitely i think it's stylistic i just don't Mm -hmm. once again i i don't get it so i don't know if it works like i get it it's about depression and it's about you know the planet is like the all-consumingness of depression or something Mm -hmm. i just i don't want to watch that for two hours that's That's fair that bums me out I enjoyed it. Movies, movies, obviously, in art aren't don't have to make you feel all happy and stuff. But yeah, it's not what Zach needed right now. Yeah, I just want to go watch Paddington. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, like you know, I'll, it's one I'd I'd be down to watch again another time to like see if I got the. Uh, so when I've got a little bit more energy and I don't know, also like to try and work the um, the that opening the like mm. opening bits more into it, yeah. um, I, which is why I honestly thought I mean maybe it's just because I only watch you know trash films and not high art like this. I thought they were gonna like bookend it and then show that sequence again at the end, yeah, just so that. You know, the viewers could be like, oh, okay, there we go. Hey. But, hey, I understand now. I'm seeing it. Um, Picking up what you putting down, Lars. Yeah. It's also got, uh, it's got that one song from that opera, I think. Uh, I think it's from an opera. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the classical music that, that uh, keeps playing. Yeah. Yeah, because I always thought it was like, oh, it's this. No, it's this one. Trixia pulls a sneaky on you. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what you mean by that, <laughs> I but don't uh, great. Like... <laughs> I I'm gonna abs- I'm gonna abstain from voting. It's oh, a keeper, wow. Jaden. You tell me. Yeah, it's a keeper. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. No, it's like folks. we've. This is this is on the high end of movies that we've watched. I agree with you. But begrudgingly. <laughs> it's... I still think Marmaduke. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm visually, sorry. this cannot me. hold. This movie's beautifully well-selected color palette has nothing on Marmaduke. Nothing don't, on Marmaduke. Don't crucify nothing me, on those... other film students. We're moving on. <sighs> moving on to this fun to oh, tri- trivia. There's nothing... I, I wouldn't call... Even if the, if you enjoy this movie, I wouldn't call much of it fun. So we're moving mm-hmm. on to trivia. 
Um, okay, so I already teased something for you, but so here it is. According to writer and director Lars von Trier, mm-hmm. hole 19 is limbo. <laughs> huh. Just give me what's, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say this one to my uh, my roommate here. Give me a second here. Do it. Hey Dante. What's up? According uh, fans of the to podcast. the IMDb trivia for the movie, uh-huh. fans of the podcast are gonna remember Dante as uh, the guest from oh. episode ten. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Did not know. Whole nineteen yeah. is limbo. I didn't even know there was a whole nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's no dialogue for the oh. first nine minutes and twenty five seconds of this movie. Yeah. No kidding, bud. I kind of noticed. Okay, uh, maybe whole nineteen. Okay. This is. I'm. I've just like stepped got a up. Hunch. A rank in the big brain tier list. Um, what if Hole 19 boy. is the place beyond the bridge? Okay, well, actually, Jaden, here, here we mm-hmm. go. I just read and I just found a, a, another thing on trivia that will kind of blow this whole thing out of the water. So, John, okay. that's key for Sutherland, mentioned uh-huh. several times that the golf course on their property is 18 holes. Yes. In the end, as Claire, Charlotte uh, Gainsborough, Walks on the course through the hail, she passes a marker flag that reads 19. So, which is it, Keeper? Guess I didn't pay enough attention to this. I film. guess you actually didn't move up a tier in Vegas. Yeah, I guess I'm I guess moving down a tier. Back oh. down, yeah, I guess. I guess you're back down here with us common folk. Hey, let's go watch John Wick 3 again. <laughs> I did like John Wick 3. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I mean... Better movie. Also, here's another piece of trivia that I I am almost certain is not true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end on this one. John is the only character who refers to the planet as Melancholia. That's not true, is it? No. No. Kirsten Dunst definitely said that at some point. Justine definitely yeah. says it. And so yeah. So does Clyde. I think even Leo says it, so shut up. 91 of 97 people found this interesting. Get out of here. And with that, we move on to Amazon reviews. And Jaden, I linked a specific one. Yeah. I need I, you to read this to me. I read it. All right. This really is coming to us me. from Norin Rad. This person is on our level, Jaden, <laughs> in terms of big brain. <laughs> this is exactly what I thought. Wait. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I had to double check this. Um, Interesting point about the name Norrin Rad. That's the Silver Surfer's actual name. Oh, is yeah. Is it? I knew. I remembered I it used was to remember. Huh. That's a dumb name. Yeah. I swear it was something else. Anyway. Okay. Reviewed on April thirtieth, twenty fourteen. Uh, not so melancholic. <laughs> When a movie director brings together Spider-Man's cheerleading girlfriend and professional counter-terrorist Jack Bauer, one must apprehend possibly unforeseen consequences like... Warning. Spoiler ahead. The end of the world. A truly bizarre idea from the start, to say the least. To be shelved, naturally, between the Spider-Man trilogy and, of course, 24. What the... What does that mean? What does that what mean? Does that, what does that mean? 
I love it. It's like, yep, uh, it's got these actors in it. Therefore, uh, you put them between the two. Uh, hello, folks. Doesn't even, does not talk about how it's. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, it's three stars. Does not mention how it's not melancholic. What? Um, what on God's yeah. green earth does that mean? Which also reminds me of a joke I, I thought of. Uh, there's a point when um, Claire is like reassuring Justine. She's like, oh, the planets or something. Oh, Leo has come in and is like, hey, this planet's going to come and, you know, it's going to fly by. It's going to be super cool. And Claire's like, you don't need to show your aunt uh, that, you know, scary stuff. And then um, Justine is just like, you think I'm scared of a planet? And I was just in my head. The next line is actually just, I was in Spider-Man 3. Okay. I know what fear is. You can't scare me. I witnessed emo Tobey Maguire firsthand. <laughs> Also, okay. just while we're getting back to that, hall, I just, just want to—I just want to read one quote because it's from John Hurt, and it's my favorite thing in this whole movie. Oh yes, when he's like, he talks he's to really the, like the waitress at the wedding, and he's like, "Are you really called Betty?" And she's like, "No, sir." Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> well, okay. I mean, that's just kind of the yeah, point of John character. Hurt's character. He's just like—it's very good. He like there's a part. I think it might be, it's definitely the funniest part in the movie when he like steals the spoons and puts them in his coat pocket, not even really hiding them. They're still sitting there with the tips out. So like the waiter can still see them. And he's like, waiter, I think these ladies don't have spoons. Could you get some more spoons? And then he keeps stealing the spoons and thinking he's hilarious. And he is. Hello, John. Anyways, we're going to move on to this review coming to us from Josh. Two stars. If you are artsy or a poser and want to have people think you are more sophisticated than you are, you will like this movie. I wanted a movie that was about world ending and how people handle it. While this movie falls into that category, the calm of what happens during it is unrealistic and ultimately as fun as watching paint dry. Maybe I am just not artsy enough to get this film. Of course, I also dislike sitting around weddings, and this movie was loaded to bring wedding activities. I'm amazed I made it to the end without ordering alcohol delivery. <laughs> That's just a weird metric. Mm-hmm. It's a two star because I didn't order I didn't deliver order alcohol delivery until after I was done. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of not fun reviews. They're just like, yeah, if you've had depression, this is basically it. Which yeah, fair it's almost enough, like that's fair. It's almost like it's easier to laugh about bad movie reviews. Yeah. Than it is for a movie that's you know good. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is. If you're if you if you're coming from the land before time to this, what are you even doing? <laughs> what what are we even doing? What are we Is, even do we doing? Want, are we gonna have any more reviews? I got one more. This one comes to us from the I had to dive into the United Kingdom reviews. <laughs> this one comes to us from Rico. Art, for art, comma, <laughs> s space sake. <laughs> Two stars. I like all kind of movies. One could even say some I like are, quote, outside the box, end quote. Machinist, Magnolia, 
Mulholland Drive and Mother ETC. But this was just slow, Z Z Z Z Z. Really pretentious. It had just about zero storyline, or a very simple one to made out to look intelligent, i.e. the fact that Kay Dunst suffers from melancholia and the planet that's going towards Earth is also called melancholia. It could be said that her melancholia is attracting planet melancholia. But, put simply, it starts at the end so you know everyone's going to die. Like I said, it's very slow. And what dialogue there is just doesn't grab one's attention. As I started off saying and will finish, Art for art's sake, very pretentious, dull. I know film is personal taste, but it's almost like having the right trendy magazines on your coffee table. All gloss and zero substance. Go and watch Magnolia and see how a long film that's slow should be made a film that holds your attention. Thank you, Rico. You know, clinical melancholia. Also, it's her fault. Huh? It's her fault that the planet is, uh, her, her depression is attracting it. Yep. That's, also, clinical that's melancholia, that's what she suffers from. Hmm. It's my favorite Great. mental illness. <laughs> Wonderful. I hope I'm not just coming off as demeaning people with mental illness. Yeah. It's, it's a serious thing, but, you know, it's it's been a weird time, and I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit loopy. I'm not even going <laughs> to... We're yes. moving on to Kiefer News. So we obviously we have two pieces of Kiefer News. Woo. First of all, this has apparently been going on, like been in the works for a little bit, but I think it started, mm-hmm. it, the last time I made headlines was before we started this podcast. So, mm. um, and I am going to butcher the hell out of this name, so please forgive me. Um, to- Toshiaki uh, Kar- Karasawa to play Jack Bauer in Japanese 24 reboot. So no, apparently, I'd watched that. That yeah. you know, you can't. I that sounds great. I haven't watched the the twenty four uh, legacy thing that that Netflix did for a season or wh- whoever made that. Yeah, that was kind of well, terrible. It was Fox. Okay, yeah, I just know it's on Netflix and has a little Netflix original logo. Who knows? I mean, apparently, twenty four was really big in Japan. If you've ever, if you haven't seen them, look it up. There's um. A series of calorie mate ads that they did. Yeah, them. they are excellent. I love they those. are like Kiefer fans. Calorie mate, calorie mate is just it's it's the food of Kiefer, I guess, because you know they also did yeah. Metal Gear. Kiefer Sutherland played oh. Big Boss in Metal Gear Five. Yeah, forget it. Sorry, I was just trying to think of who Kiefer Sutherland actually played in Metal Gear Five. <laughs> Whew. Um, <laughs> sorry. I was and I was thinking about the connection between 24 and Metal Gear because both are just really like ridiculously American things. I mean, you know, yeah. Metal Gear Solid is is, you know, about 5 times as ridiculously American. But yeah. uh, you know, both are stellar examples of media that they're in and came out were popular around the same time. So 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 Anyway, Both yeah. Developed by Hideo Game Kojima. Anyways. <laughs> what? <Such> a... <laughs> so, yeah, so they're making a Japanese reboot. Um, uh, yeah, so basically that seems to be the only new details. Um, he was, you may know him as uh, from such roles as Kenji Endo in 20th Century Boys and Burai in the live-action 
Cashurian adaptation. Don't know either of those things. Um, he yeah. looks he looks pretty Jack Bauer. I don't know if you're looking at this. I can see. Yeah, it. I'm looking at this. Although he's, he's holding in the Glock. Keeper Sutherland used a Sig. So actually, this is a terrible reboot. Don't watch it. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's let's Jaden. Do you wanna the do you wanna read out these uh, comments? Uh, let's take turns. The comments online. Okay, we'll start with. He's too old, isn't he? Is a small guy okay here? A is small it... old guy okay here? Is a small old guy okay here? The good news is that expectations are so low they can only impress us. I'm not worried about Kurosawa as much as the average quality of Japanese TV shows. His face looks too warm and round. This is, I'm sorry, these are going to make me vomit, dude. Wait a minute. There's a CTU in Japan. Yes, that's very believable. They set a season in London. Also, Japan has a lot of American military bases. So, like, shut up. If there's gunfights in Japan, it's unrealistic. <laughs> but if there's no gunfights in 24, it's uninteresting. Counterpoint, Jack Bauer gets a sword. That is very Actually, true. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil anything I will say. Not unprecedented. Oh dang, that almost spoils. I've I still haven't seen some of the later things. I, I just anyway, recently finished. Now, uh, you gotta watch Kate. Did you watch the video that they link in the no. thing? No, watch it with me. Watch it with me. It's so good. I'm it's so excited. good. Oh, is it from? Oh. <laughs> This is amazing. (laughs) 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 So we're watching is basically a compilation of of clips from the show. Like this Japanese song, and it's got subtitles and lyrics are "I am Jack Bauer." What was it? I am Jack Bauer. <laughs> um, I never die. I am Jack Bauer. I I'm actually a crybaby. I get very I get pissed very easily. I'm Jack uh, Bauer. I yell at them really close. <laughs> it's like two minute, two and a half minutes long. It's so good. So I don't know if this is like. Just let's go to a video rental. Look up 24, I am Jack Bauer, subtitled Japanese commercial. Apparently this was a way that they promoted the, the show. Yeah. I can understand why it was big in Japan. Yeah, like it like it, it makes a lot of sense, I think. Um, Looking at that, because that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was Jack Bauer. Uh, I mean, I very much don't, Jack but you know. Bauer. It's just like uh, the Japanese dub of Goofy Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. Anyways, now we're moving on to the news you've all been waiting for. That's right. There's no specific article here. I should mention the last article came from uh, Japan Today. Uh, As opposed to Japan Tomorrow, which is good, because I don't want any spoilers. Are you kidding me, Japan? Don't give me spoilers on Japan. (laughs) I mean, they are in a different time zone. I think they're a day ahead of us, probably. Who knows? Um... Yeah, yeah they the would be. Day. Yeah, okay. Well, well, because they're they're um. Yeah. I just I I like everything that isn't Canada or the United States is like metriced by 
um, Sydney, Australia in my mind, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's kind of on that. Uh, they're kind of close, and Sydney is, you know, 16 hours ahead of us. Anyways, yeah, let's talk about. Uh, Are they 24 hours ahead of us? That's the real question. It's not. No. The real question is Quibi. Is it going to flop? It definitely might. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. I don't I'm... know. The, it's getting some very strong marketing. That's true. But then again, I also have heard zero people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Even people in the um, the official Kiefer Sutherland fan group on Facebook. Yeah, which are, hey, are if you're listening to us from the, if, you, if you're coming to us from there, uh, g- good good episode to start with. <laughs> what if this is their their next episode? You know, I who knows? <laughs> I'm just saying. I hope they're not coming from Land Before Time to this, which you know they are sequential. So that's true. Um. Anyway, hey, so that could be has. Quibi has a show named Barkitecture. No, like is it about dog? Yeah, dog houses. Okay, part one part one part of me is just like, is this about trees or is this about dogs? Yes. Um. Yeah, that comes out. I guess April that'll 6th. that'll be out on the day this is uploaded, huh? Oh, it will be. Oh, no. Or no, the day, the day after. after. Oh. So. Here's my here's so obviously next episode is the Quibi mm-hmm. special so we don't have to pick a movie. Um, Good. So we're gonna watch all the all the fugitive and then or as, as much as it lets us. Yeah, as much as like as much as we can at that point, and then from that point onward, we'll have our quip, we'll have a new segment called the Quibi Quick Bite. Okay. To be de- titled to be determined because that's a terrible title. Yeah, and because I just there's too many cues. I don't like saying that. It's, it feels gross. Um, so we'll like do a, a check in every week with the fugitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can just like you know be like, hey, I watched Architecture and now I'm a shell of a human being. So let's talk about that. Yeah, we should each like. I was thinking that we each like pick a show Ooh, to watch. You know, that's like true. I watched the god awful one that you can only watch at night. Oh. Is that the Steven... The Spielberg one? Yeah. Spiel, and then you watch the one about Zac Efron dying. Yeah. Hey, he was on Hot Ones recently. Nice. That. So, that's Good it. Stuff. That's all I got. There's anyway. also a show called Aqua Donkeys, and I don't... <laughs> I don't know what... I'm trying to do, Quibi. Oh. So, yeah, so get ready for the Quibi... Listen, folks, 90-day free trial. Mm-hmm. You're already cooped up at home. Just watch the future. They knew it. No excuse. Jeffrey Jeffrey Katzenberg knew this was going to happen. If he knew it was going to happen, because this is the opposite of what you, you'd want for this. Oh, that's true. The whole pitch was like, "Hey, I'm in line at the bank." That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> no you don't really need to use quick bites of your time. I guess all of your time is now just Animal Crossing now. Except for me, um. because yeah, because all I'm doing is Animal Crossing or editing. So I could yeah. just be like, well, I'm just going to watch this quickly while I'm waiting for something to render. Oh, that's true. Beat a bing, beat a boom. Last night I was like, oh, well, I guess I have this thing going to render for two hours. So mm-hmm. I guess I can go watch Melancholia. Nice. Okay. I've, well, thank you to Kaya for our fantastic, wonderful, amazing podcast art. Go check out links to her in the description. It's great. Love our podcast art. Um, thanks to Kevin McLeod. For saving my bacon, but also for the use of our theme song, Sax Rock and Roll, 
I definitely almost said the one from the Bim Bam. That's how bad I am. Oh no! Oh no! That's not it's not good. a departure. It's very much not a departure. So, mm-hmm. um, follow us on Twitter at HKPod, uh, Instagram at HKPodcast. Give us a review on iTunes. Uh, send us a message on Anchor and watch the future. You literally have no excuse. Mm-hmm. If a single one of you come back next week and you haven't watched the Fugitive, I'm going to be very disappointed. What I else won't. are you doing besides I'll Animal s- Crossing? You can do this at the same time. I'll still accept you. Don't worry. I'll still accept you, but I'll be disappointed. Mm. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, so go do it. Now. Great. Well, Okay. Well, I've thank you for listening. Second. I've been your host, Shaden Cron. I've been your host, Zachary. This has been... He's, He's a, a Keeper. keeper. Because I, I have I have like ninety hours in it. Yeah. I was listening I was watching um like a, a person that's streamer today talk about Animal Crossing, how they like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just people, everyone's lying. It's not one of those games you can just sit down and just like play for hours on end. I'm like Then how do I have seventy hours already? Yeah, this one is mm-hmm. this one I mean like it gets it gets really frustrating after yeah, a bit because sure. nothing shows up and you're just like, Ugh, but you still want to keep playing for that little tiny bit of dopamine that your yeah. brain gives you every time you get Nook Miles. I mean, it's the only thing that's keeping me going at this point. It's, it's the thought of, of Nook Miles. <laughs>